Hey, good morning, uh, everybody, and uh, welcome to River Glen. Uh, great to see you here in, in Waukesha and online and in Pewaukee and uh, wherever you might be located. Thank you for joining us uh, for, for church. This is week number two of a series called Achilles, and the reason we're calling it Achilles, if you're familiar with Greek mythology, Achilles was the dominant uh, warrior. He was invincible, un unbeatable. You could strike him anywhere, and he could withstand it, but he had one glaring uh, weakness his heel. And if you strike him in his heel, it would destroy him. And that's where we get the phrase Achilles heel. And last weekend we said that according to scripture, I mean, all of us ha really have the same Achilles heel. And that's it right there. It is uh, pride. I also said, you know, pride in and of itself is not uh, necessarily uh, sinful. You're, you're proud of your kids, proud to receive a promotion, proud of this uh, church. Uh, proud of our country. Pride can be good and healthy, but pride can go too far. And uh, here's, the, here's the truth. Pride becomes sinful when our feelings, accomplishments, and values are detached from God. Sinful pride makes us feel elevated, inflated, above other people, above the rules. We think, I can handle this on my own. You know, I don't need help. Uh, pride blocks us uh, from asking other people uh, for help. And it also uh, makes us think that we don't need God's uh, uh, help. Over 100 verses in the Bible uh, tell us about how pride is our Achilles heel and the opposite of pride is humility. Now today, I want to show you uh, a connection. I, I want to talk about a very specific way that pride blocks us from the life uh, that God wants us. I want you to see the connection between pride and anxiety and how humility helps us uh, to deal with it. I, I've, I've struggled with worry and, and stress and, and, and uh, anxiety uh, all my life. Uh, many years ago, back in 1996, we moved up here to plant uh, this church, and that was probably the most stressful, anxious time of my uh, life. Uh, we moved up here to plant the church, but we didn't have any people, we didn't have any property or buildings or ministries, just a dream. And I wish I could say that, you know, my faith uh, stayed strong, but it wavered. And uh, I got anxious and worried and, you know, I, I would have trouble falling asleep and I would get uh, crabby with other people and I would uh, lose my temper. I started uh, eating uh, too much. That's what happens when I go to Culver's. Uh, too much. That's how I tried to deal with, with stress and anxiety. It's gotten better. It's not as, in, as intense for me today, but something I've learned is that for me, anxiety never completely goes away. There really isn't a cure for it. Uh, much of the anxiety I deal with today has to, uh, relates to what I'm doing right now, knowing that I'm going to stand before you and, and hundreds of people online. I feel some anxiety every time I walk out on this uh, stage. Sometimes at night, I lay down to go to bed, and my mind just starts thinking about all the things on my to-do list. I came across this meme recently. I thought this was kind of funny. It says, my bed is a magical place where I suddenly remember everything I was supposed to do. That's me. Uh, that's how my mind works. I don't know why. Um, so I don't really have a cure for you today, but anxiety, it can get better with God's help because much of our anxiety is rooted in our Achilles heel of uh, 
pride. Chances are you know uh, someone or you uh, struggle with anxiety. According to the National Institute of Health, it's the number one health problem for women. It's the number two health problem for men. Uh, According to the Harvard Business Review, 80% of all hospital-related visits by adults are from stress. If you're a parent of a child, uh, you know that uh, students and teenagers and college students are struggling with anxiety at an alarming uh, rate. In fact, uh, author Robert Lee says, uh, the average high school student today carries the same level of anxiety as a psychiatric patient in the 1950s. We have become a nation of nervous uh, wrecks. Now, fear is different than anxiety. Uh, Fear uh, sees a threat and runs. Anxiety imagines a threat. Uh, Fear screams, uh, get out. Anxiety thinks, what if? What if? You know, what if I don't get the raise? What if I don't get the bonus? What if I don't get the promotion? What if we can't afford braces for our kids and they have crooked teeth? And uh, then, you know, because they have crooked teeth, they don't get married or they don't have friends or uh, they don't get the, the, the job. And then one day they're standing, holding a sign saying, uh, hungry and homeless, my parents couldn't afford braces. Somebody said anxiety is like a meteor shower of what ifs. And it can take your breath away. But that's not all anxiety uh, takes uh, away. Look at what the Bible says in Psalm 37. Do not fret. It only causes harm. Harm to your neck, harm to your jaw, harm to your back, harm to your bowels, harm to your sleep and energy. Anxiety can turn you into an emotional pretzel. I mean, it can give you a headache. It can elevate your uh, blood pressure. It can make your eye twitch. I mean, anxiety is no fun. makes you wonder, why do you think anxiety has increased at such an alarming uh, rate? There's probably uh, many reasons. Some people point to the increased speed of communication. I remember when I was a kid, and we would watch the news at 10 o'clock at night, 30 minutes of news, and then it was over, and there was no more news until maybe the newspaper in the uh, morning. And so you had to wait for, for the morning newspaper or the evening news to hear the news about all the uh, catastrophes and, and disasters in the world. Nowadays, I mean, we've got news 24-7, right? We've got news real time in our back pocket. I read the average person takes in nine hours of media a day. Sounds like a lot, but think about it, five, six hours on the phone, a couple hours of TV and radio and podcast. And the average person takes in about nine hours of media. And, and we wonder why we feel anxious. It's because God, God, God never created us to carry the weight of the world in our uh, back uh, pocket. In fact, I, I brought my iPhone along. I want to show you a feature on the uh, iPhone. Um, uh, it's kind of a new feature. Uh, I don't know if you know about it. Some people don't know about it, but uh, check this out. If you hold this button down on the left and you hold this one down on the right, it says slide off, and it turns it off, and it is off, and it stays off, and it doesn't beep at you. It doesn't uh, ping or, or, or ring, and you know what? You can leave it off. You can leave it off for an hour or longer, and it won't hurt it. I share that because uh, <laughs> some people, they carry the weight of the world, in their back pocket, 
and it makes them feel anxious. And, and God doesn't want us to live uh, that way. That's why Paul writes this verse in Philippians chapter 4 that is just so unbelievable. Check out what he says. Do not be anxious about anything. It sounds unbelievable, unrealistic. But I want you to know, first of all, it shows us God understands anxiety and our struggle uh, with it. And that's why he includes it in the Bible. Second of all, I want you to know in the original language, this is present active tense. And so that means what he's talking about is perpetual anxiety, ongoing anxiety. All of us are going to have some anxiety from time to time. That's normal. Paul says, don't let anything make you continuously anxious. And so I, uh, I got a rock with me uh, today. It says anxiety on it. And by the way, this is a really heavy <laughs> Uh, rock. And if I carried this rock all day long, it would slow me down. It would, it would wear me down. And I think that's what many people do, is they just carry anxiety all day long, uh, kind of like, like a backpack. And uh, we just haul it on our, on our back. Maybe some professional anxiety, maybe some anxiety related to uh, your work, Maybe your uh, to-do list that you've got to get done. Maybe some uh, family anxiety, some relational anxiety related to problems. We carry the problems that we have in our family and friendships. Some of us might have financial anxiety uh, because of our, our mortgage or debt. Maybe some emotional anxiety. We carry some hurts from the, from the past or maybe anxiety that is related to our physical health. And the anxiety, it feels heavy. And it weighs us down. But I want to show you a verse today. And, and I'm telling you, if we can get a hold of this verse, this could be a game changer for every one of us. Peter uh, talks about anxiety in 1 Peter chapter 5. But I want you to notice how he makes a connection uh, between pride and our Achilles heel. Uh, or excuse me, between anxiety and our Achilles heel of pride. And he shows us how humility leads uh, to peace. Look at how he begins talking about uh, anxiety. He says, all of you uh, clothe yourselves with humility because God opposes the proud but shows favor to the humble. He starts out and he says, all of you, all of us, doesn't matter if this is your first time in church or you've attended church 50 years, all of us have the same Achilles heel of uh, pride. And so he says, just like you get up every morning and you put on some clothes, do this every day. Clothe yourself with humility. And the reason he gives, he says, because God opposes the proud. Here's the problem, uh, Peter says. God is not neutral toward prideful, arrogant people. God actively works against prideful people. And notice the quotation marks here. See those? He's actually quoting an Old Testament verse from the book of Proverbs. This verse also gets quoted in the book of, of James. Three times this verse gets repeated in, in the Bible, which shows us that it's really important. And Peter quotes it here because pride is at the root of much of our anxiety. Think about the connection between pride and anxiety. Uh, pride says, I've got this. Pride says, I'm self-reliant. Pride says, I, I can carry the problems and challenges of life on my uh, own. I don't, I don't need any help. I can deal with this loss. I can solve this uh, setback. Humility says, I don't know if I have this. 
But I know that my God does. Humility says, I, you know, I can't do this on my own. I can't carry this on my, on my own. I can't overcome uh, this issue. Humility admits I can't control, you know, my, my health, my, my uh, situation. I can't control uh, other people. Humility says, uh, God, I need your help. God, I'm going to begin to trust you. Are you beginning to see the connection between pride and anxiety? Pride increases anxiety because it puts it all on you. Humility lowers anxiety because it puts it all on, on God. Peter continues to explain how this, how this works. In the next verse, he says, uh, Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. God says, I'll help you. I'll lift you up if you let me. And I love this phrase. He says, in due time. See, one of the reasons we, uh, we, we struggle with anxiety is because we want immediate r- results. We want results in my time. You know, we wonder, how come they're getting recognized? How come uh, they're getting the, l- lifted up? They're getting the promotion. I thought it was my time, but it doesn't say my time. It says, in due time. God promises to lift you up in due time. Due time might be, might be three weeks from now. Due time might be three years from now. Due time might be three decades from now. Uh, due time might be after you meet with a counselor or Stephen minister and you begin to work through some issues in your life. Due time might be after you make a phone call and ask for forgiveness. Due time might be after you eliminate some bad habits and start developing some healthy ones. And then Peter tells us how to release pride and anxiety and embrace humility. In verse 7, Peter says, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Notice how he says all, not some, not part, not the big stuff, and, and then, you know, don't sweat the small stuff. And he doesn't say, you know, just, just let it go or uh, shake it off. No, he's got some substance to it. He's got some teeth to it. He says, cast all your anxiety on God. Dump it out before him. He can handle all of it. This word cast means to, to release, to throw. Throw it on God. But that's very different than what uh, many of us uh, normally do. Some of us were taught, you know, car- carry your own uh, burden. You know, tough it out. Uh, be strong. And the Bible supports some of that. I mean, the Bible encourages hard work and diligence. But I like what Pastor Clay Scroggins says about this. He says, anxiety stems from carrying something that you weren't meant uh, to carry. A a few years after River Glen got started, uh, Marnie and I felt very anxious because we had some water damage in our our house. We had uh, three little kids at that time and and, uh, one bathroom with a shower and a tub. And uh, all of a sudden, the wall in in that bathroom caved in because of uh, water uh, damage, and I, did, I didn't know how to fix it. And we found one of these bath fitters, temporary inserts to fix the problem for, for time. But somebody in our small group uh, found out about it. His name was Harry. And uh, Harry said, don't buy the bath fitter. Let me come over and uh, look, look at it. And he even said, I'll get mad at you if you buy the, the bath fitter. I want to come over. And so we had him come over, and I didn't really know Harry that well, but he, it turns out he is an expert 
on this. And he starts working in our uh, bathroom. And it was amazing to watch him uh, work. And, and that's exactly what I did is watch him and hand him a tool and just kind of stay out of his way. For several days, I mean, he worked in our bathroom. The water damage was worse than we expected. He had to tear out the subfloor. He replaced that. He basically remodeled our entire bathroom, and he took care of it. He owned it. Marnie and I could just feel the, the, the stress slide off of our shoulders. Harry took our burden, and he placed it on himself, and he set us free. And uh, we hugged him and had him over for dinner. Harry's great. We love uh, Harry. Peter says, you were not designed to carry all your burdens. You were designed to cast your burdens on, on God. God will own it and take care of it for you if you trust him. But some of you are probably thinking, well, how do I, how do I know, um, you know that I can uh, trust him? Um, I, I, know, I know that's a verse in the Bible, but uh, how do I know that God uh, really, really cares? Well, here's how right here. It's the cross. The cross is the ultimate uh, demonstration of God's love. It's not something that God said. It's something that God did. Scripture says, for God so loved the world, God so loved you that he allowed his one and only son to leave heaven and take on human flesh and to die a brutal death on a Roman cross for us, spiritually to take our sin and punishment on himself. And if God would do that for you, you never have to question whether he cares uh, for you. You can cast all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. You can take every one of your, your problems and fears and, and worries, and you can take God at his word. And if you trust him, he will set you free. But I got to tell you something. This is not a one-time event, okay? Okay. You know, maybe this is sal the salvation, the moment of salvation. You give him your an anxieties. But uh, this is not just a one-time event. This needs to become a daily practice in our, in our, in our lives. I, I need to cast my anxieties on, on Jesus uh, every day, sometimes multiple times a day. And as we get into the, the daily practice of throwing our anxiety on, on God, we begin to feel the peace of God, and your burden lightens, and you begin to notice that you have more uh, freedom. So I want to give you three practical steps to cast your anxiety on Jesus. Here's number one. Let anxiety be the ping to pray. Paul talks about this in, in the rest of, of Philippians chapter 4. He says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Notice he says, uh, they'll be anxious about anything, but in everything, pray. In other words, let your anxiety be a ping to pray. Let your anxiety trigger you to go, you know what, I need to take a minute and I need to pray. And I need to stop focusing on my fear and I need to start focusing on the faithfulness of, of, of God. You ever, uh, uh, you ever notice some people will, will, will drop everything, you know, when their phone pings or... Or, or buzzes, 
You know, the phone can be, you know, three rooms away and it pings or buzzes and, you know, they drop the remote, drop their, drop their fork, uh, drop the baby. I mean, whatever it is, the universe stops and, and they get their phone. Or you ever had this happen? You're in a conversation with somebody. It's going really well. You're, you know, you're making eye contact and you really feel like you're connecting with the other person. And then all of a sudden there's a buzz in their pocket and they go like this and you've lost them. The ping got them, um, right? In the same way... Let your anxiety be the trigger, be the ping that causes you to, to pray. You may have heard it said that if it's big enough uh, to worry about, it's big enough to pray about. And that is so true. The pathway to peace is through prayer. Uh, instead of worrying about it, why not worship about it? Instead of focusing on fear, focus on the faithfulness and the promise of God. Pray about it as much as you think about it. And, and notice that Paul tells us to pray about it with thanksgiving. They've done studies, and they have found that when we have, great, when we have grateful thoughts, when we feel gratitude, it actually re- releases a chemical, serotonin, in our brain that makes our, uh, our, our thinking uh, more clear, more simple, and it combats anxiety. We're finding that gratitude helps our brain fight anxiety. I love it. You know, Paul said this 2,000 years ago. I love it when science confirms, I mean, what the Bible said a couple thousand uh, years ago. So let anxiety be your ping to pray. Second step, establish a daily time and place to release your anxiety in prayer. Because sometimes it's not your ping, it's somebody else's ping that affects you. What, what I mean is somebody else's anxiety affects you. Maybe your spouse's anxiety affects you. Maybe your kid's uh, situation. It's not just your ping. It's everybody else's ping. And that's why you need to establish a ping zone. You need a time and a place uh, where, where, where there are no pings. And you can focus on God. And you can pour out your heart to God. A, a quiet place where you can cast your anxiety on him. I have a, a, an app on my phone that, that actually helps me uh, do this. It's, it's called the Explore uh, Bible app. And uh, I, I don't know if this would be helpful to any, any of you, but I, I love it. And it is just a great tool in, in my life. Every, every morning it gives me some scripture to read and some guidance on how to reflect on it. And... Uh, pray about it. There's a, there's a small fee, minimal fee, but it, it is such a great help uh, to me. Maybe an app like this, there's lots of them, would be helpful to you. Here's, here's probably the most popular, the YouVersion uh, Bible app. Uh, er, everybody should download that one on your uh, phone. And there are literally hundreds of uh, Bible reading plans uh, that will help you spend daily time uh, with God. Now, I'm not saying, you know, that, you know, spending time with God or gathering together like we're doing right now in church is going to just eliminate all of our anxiety. That's not true. But I would say that my anxiety would be about double, if not for, for these things. There are many mornings when I start reading scripture, reflecting on it and praying, and I can just feel my anxiety melting Away, Or I, I walk into the service, and I feel worried, I, I feel anxious, and we start singing to God. And I, ju- I can just feel, we start focusing on God, and I can just feel the peace uh, increasing, the peace of God 
in my heart. I need that. We need that. Third one, one more. This is so important. Control what you can control and release the rest. I want you to see the next verse in 1 Peter 5 that makes this uh, point. Peter says, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. And then this next sentence, it almost seems like it doesn't fit. Look at this. And be self-controlled. It doesn't seem like it fits until you think about it. What, what Peter is saying is, you know, don't just cast your anxiety on God and do nothing. Be self-controlled. Control what you can control and release the rest to God. So when it comes to your job, I mean, you can control uh, get, uh, showing up on time. You can control, you know, giving it your best and how you treat other people. And if you consistently control those things, it's probably going to help your career and lower your anxiety. But you can't control how your boss treats you or whether you get a promotion. Control what you can control and release the rest when it comes to your kids. If you have kids, you can, you can bring your kids to church in the weekend. You can expose your kids to some great teaching about God in RG Kids, The Edge. And not, you can talk to your kids about God. You can set an example and faithfully follow Jesus yourself, but you can't control how your kids turn out as adults. You can't guarantee that your kids will follow Jesus as adults. That's not your burden to carry. You cast that burden onto God. When it comes to your health, I mean, you can exercise and eat healthy and be self-controlled, and that's probably going to help with your anxiety. But, you know, you can eat kale every day. You can eat kale drenched in turmeric every day, three times a day for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and you're still going to die, right? You control what you control, and you release the rest to God. But I wonder if, if some of us, in addition to casting our anxiety on God, if some of us uh, need to take an action step uh, today, maybe some of us struggle deeply with anxiety, and you need to talk to a Stephen minister or to one of our pastors, or maybe you need to get some professional help from a counselor or a doctor. Control what you can control. There's no shame in that. We should thank God for uh, counselors and doctors and medications. Maybe God's nudging some of us to make our own personal decision to put our trust in Jesus um, by, and, and marking that decision by uh, taking the step of, of, of baptism. You, you have control, the control to make that decision. Jesus commands every follower of his to take the step of baptism. Um, maybe God's n n nudging some of us. Baptism uh, pictures with your life what Jesus did with his life. Here's Jesus on the cross. He, he's, he dies and he's buried in the tomb, and then God raises him back to life. It's a, baptism is a beautiful, powerful event that will increase your confidence and your uh, peace. We're going to do baptisms on the weekend of uh, December 3rd and 4th in our weekend services. It's real simple. We have everything that you uh, need. You can sign up using the welcome card or scan the QR code or just stop at the Welcome Center after the service and let them know. If you have any questions, uh, please Please let us know. Control what you can control and release the rest. And my prayer is that, is, that, is that you would get clarity. We would get clarity 
about what is, your, what is yours to carry, what is yours to control, and what you need to release to God and give to God who can uh, bring miracles into your life in due time. I'm going to pray and, uh, for us, and then we're going to invite you to uh, take a communion during this next song. Our communion is open to everyone who follows Jesus, but we're going to do communion differently today because we feel like this is just a great moment to do what we're talking about doing, casting our anxiety onto uh, God because he cares for you. Communion represents the cross and what Jesus did to give his life for us. The bread represents his body. The juice represents his, 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 his blood. When you walked in today, I think you were given a piece of paper that looks like this. Would you go ahead and take that out uh, right now? Here's what I want you to, to do. If, um, if you're, by the way, if you're watching online, you can just grab any piece of paper. Or if you didn't get one, you can just grab any piece of paper um, um, near you. And what I want you to do is take this out and I want you to think about a problem or a situation in your life right now that's causing you anxiety. And this is anonymous. You don't need to write your name. But I want you to write down the problem on this uh, piece of paper. Maybe you write down a job problem, um, a financial problem, a family problem, a a relational uh, problem, an emotional uh, problem, maybe a spiritual problem, whatever it is that's causing you anxiety. You just write it down on this card. And then during this uh, song, next song, we invite you. We've got some communion stations, two down front, two in the back, to uh, walk over to the station and drop your paper in the container and pick up your communion to represent a transfer. You're giving your problem to Jesus. You're casting your anxiety on him because he cares about you, knowing that in due time, He will lift you up. So I'm going to pray. And then uh, during this next song, when you're ready, uh, uh, go and and, uh, over to the communion station, drop your paper in the basket, pick up your communion, return to your seat. And when you're ready, go go ahead and take communion during this uh, song. Let me me pray um, for us. God, we uh, thank you for your word that tells us about your, your faithfulness. and your promises and your love. And God, we just pause and we thank you for your incredible love uh, demonstrated on the cross and symbolized by communion. Um, We remember your love and how, God, God, you know everything about us. Uh, You know all of our anxiety uh, right now. Uh, Maybe it's related to work or or family or, or finances or health. God, in this next moment, we want to cast our anxiety on you because we know that you care deeply for us. You you want us to do this. Maybe we've been trying to carry it on our own, but it's too heavy for us. And so God, we give it to you, trusting that you'll take this burden and that in due time, you will lift us up. God, would you help us uh, uh, do this today and, and, and learn to make this a daily practice. In Jesus' name we pray.